Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco podcast slash vlog. Uh, we're on episode three. I never know what to call these things. They're kind of like hybrid half half podcast, half vlogs. Um, if you are listening on the podcast on like Apple um, podcast, then um, hop on to like our website. We have, we've got all these pictures. You know, we do our best to kind of like talk you guys through them. But um, if you hear something that you're interested, hop online to our website, landco.com. Uh, and you can kind of check out all these pictures that we're talking about. Sometimes we'll throw videos on there as well. But um, anyways, um, this episode is the development of a property um, that Ryan and I bought out in Canton. And um, we bought it kind of as an investment farm, but we're fixing it up as a waterfowl farm uh, just for a little enjoyment. So um, the last few episodes have been on the wetland, um, just kind of because that's what we're focusing on now. But um, it is nearing completion. So I thought I would um, quick update you guys uh, the um, the well the the construction of the wetland is finished anyways so we still have to plant it we still have to figure out what to do with the uh, you know duck blind all that stuff but the construction of the levee the agar drain all that stuff is finished so I thought I'd show you guys a few pictures and um, also kind of cruise around the farm to kind of see the shape of everything else that's going on so uh, first if we hop over to the um, the pictures. You know, it's hard when everything's bare dirt, it's kind of hard to get a feel for what it, um, you know, the size and, and um, even like looking at this picture, it's hard to see the, the shape of the, the levee itself. But um, if we look at this first one, um, over, out here you can see the uh, agri drain. I'll go back to, I'll, I'll focus on that in a minute. But, uh, you know, from here, the entire levee is done. You can see, uh, I want to say it was. I keep forgetting. I want to say it was 700 feet. It was it was a little longer than we expected, but for the most part, um, you know, if you look at the entire levee, and I'll, I'll bring up a few pictures, but most of it, you know, the with the exception of this middle 100 feet or so, the rest of it was pretty small, maybe two to three feet. This middle part, uh, which I kind of screwed up that drawing, but that middle part here, it was probably closer to six foot, um, and that's standard for these wetlands because. Uh, we like to have about a foot or two of freeboard, meaning the area between the top of the agar drain and the top of the levee, just in case you get a huge rain that's not going over the top of the levee. And we like to have um, about a four foot uh, water depth at max. So that kind of backs into about a six foot uh, levee at highest. So um, I, I always delete these things and and I probably shouldn't because I'm I'm posting these. Um, they're just keynote presentations, which I'm using because I can kind of draw over the top of them. Um, if you are watching on YouTube uh, or on the website, and it allows me to post these presentations, so you can kind of see all the annotations after the presentation. So I probably shouldn't be um, deleting this stuff. Let me see if I can undo that. There we go. Awesome. So uh, just a, a, a couple other views of this. Uh, here's the same view, just a little wider angle to kind of see how big it is. I'll try to get a, you know, so what we're looking at here is, uh, we're looking, we're standing on the south side, looking north, and you can barely see that, um, agar drain out there. That's going to back up the water. So the water is going to be, you know, somewhere, probably can't even get all of it out in here. And, um, you know, we're thinking it's four to five acres. We probably could have spent a few extra bucks on um, making it bigger. And it's just kind of a balancing act. I mean, it would have been nice. It'd be nice to have more flooded food. But you, what, what you have to balance is, 
you're taking out for the most part, not always, but uh, for the most part, you're taking out um, row crops. So I like them to be four or five acres. It seems about a big enough size. The ducks like them and you're not taking away too much income off the farm. So that's just what kind of Ryan and I um, uh, kind of backed into. So we like that size. Uh, let's see what else we have here. There's one other thing I want to show you guys about this wetland um, that we do on some of them, but this particular one, uh, it was kind of an easy decision. Uh, let's look at the agadrain first. So um, we use these on like almost every wetland we do. Um, you have a couple of options when it comes to like um, the outlet in wetlands. So you can either do like a standard like just valve where, where it's on or off and the benefit of that is it's cheaper. Um, it's probably, well, it's not the cheapest option, but it's it's one of the cheaper options. The cheapest would just be nothing, just kind of have like a um, an emergency overflow and hope that it doesn't get there. Um, a little risky. Uh, the next uh, option up from that would be just a normal valve where it's on or off, and you'd pump it up to where you want it, and you'd turn the um, valve um, off, so you know it blocks the water up. The problem there is that, um, one, you don't have as good a control of where, the, where that water water level is. You just kind of turn the pump on, and when it's to the level that you want, you stop it. The other you know, potential challenge is that if you get a huge rain, um, it has nowhere to drain. You know? So essentially, it's filling up, and it could go over the top of the uh, levee, which you know, opens you up to all sorts of problems. So what we go with, um, and it's a few more bucks, but not a, not a ton more, uh, is these things called agri-drains, and essentially they're gate valves. Um, I know I talk about them a lot, but um, they always seem kind of um, foreign to people that have never used them. So I, I spend a few extra minutes when I when I talk about these. So that's this. Um, I don't know why I'm using blue here. That doesn't make any sense. Let's go with red or orange. So here's that agadrain, and um, I'll give you a better picture too. Um, this will make a little more sense, but I'll give you a few different angles. So essentially, what this thing is, um, it's a big box. Okay. I'm kind of, you know, pretend you can't, pretend there's no front. You're kind of looking straight into it. This, and this actually goes underground, right? I'll get a better picture. And it ties into a tile. And so uh, when there's no gates in this part right here, back that up, water just flows, flows on through, okay? This will go all the way to the other side. The angles aren't very good on this, but uh, you get what I'm doing out here. Um, but when we want it full, you can slide in different gates uh, that are different sizes. I want to say they're 3, 6, and um, 12 inches, but I could be off a little bit. But essentially, you can set any gate that you want, and the water backs, you know, it comes down this tile, and usually it goes straight through until you put the gates in. And then it goes up, it goes you know, down that tile. Let me back that up. That's awful. Into whatever gate that you have in, then it goes back over and out. So you, just, you can control the water level a lot better. Um, so that's why we use it. I mean, there's times where we'll put two foot in to flood some millet, uh, and then later we'll add, you know, a few more gates. So it, you know, gets up to the corn. It just gives you a lot of, um, flexibility in terms of water level and not being there. Like you can put three feet and walk away and leave. And if your pump's still on, you know, it's just going over the top of the gate. So it's, you know, the only thing you're out there is a few bucks on gas or whatever you're using for that pump, uh, power. This is an even better view, um, and it's it's a good picture to show you what I'd like to talk about. About um, there's a few different options on draining wetlands. 
um, in terms of like which grade you put the drain at. And usually the, the cheapest option or most efficient, it doesn't even mean cheap because we still do it on a lot, is draining the water above grade. And, um, you know, pretend this tile wasn't there. In that option, you know, the water runs down a hill and you would have some sort of pipe here going to this, okay? I'm gonna have to delete this to show you guys the other option. Um, that is totally fine, but what, what ends up happening is you have this area kind of in the middle that always stays wet, like always. So you can't plant there. You do struggle with like a little bit with plants that you can't control, Phragmite or something. And, and what, what usually ends up happening is you have like, let me back it up a little bit. You end up digging like a trench in the middle to kind of funnel the water, which works very well. The only downside there is you're losing some stuff to plant. And like when you flood it, it can be a little dangerous because you know, no one ever knows where that is. So you're sitting there and waiters walking out and uh, it's usually like a fairly steep drop off. So you go from walking in two foot of water to six foot and it can get um, quite dangerous in a hurry. So uh, the other option, um, and we were just lucky on this one, so we didn't have to pay much more to make it happen is, is tile the, the area. Uh, and this area was already tiled, so we just tapped into it. But what that, what that means is, I'll go with uh, yellow here. There was a tile running all the way through. That was bad, let me try that again. All the way through. I don't know why I made that a wavy line, because it's certainly straight, okay? And I think this one was a six inch tile, which is fairly common. They're perforated to let water in. And it's the same stuff that farmers use in, in fields to drain it. Um, and this ties into it, the riser. And so what happens is, you know, this thing is acting as a, like a, you know, a drainage tile and it's sucking all the water in from this entire field. So what you get is like a nice, clean, dry area. It dries quicker. The middle stays drier longer. Um, so it's just easier. It's a lot, it allows you to maintain probably a cleaner wetland. Uh, the only, you know, well, there's two, two kind of aspects of that. If it's not already there when you build the wetland, it just means you have to spend, you know, that money tiling um, that area, which it's not a huge expense, but it, um, depending on the size of the wetland, it uh, can get expensive. We've even done some where we put some laterals out there to keep the entire thing dry. Um, but it does, it does make a huge difference, and it makes your wetland a lot cleaner. And you have to have a little extra long um, agri-drain because these tiles, um, you know, drainage tiles are usually two to three feet below the surface of the, um, of the, the grade of the, you know, the soil. So that just means you have to add a couple feet to your agar drain because this, where this agar drain sits here, is actually about, you know, let's say, gosh, I need a lot of colors for this. It gets kind of messy quick. If this is the surface, you know, this is about three feet here. Okay. So where, where usually we could get away with a four or five foot agar drain, this was actually eight feet agar drain. Okay. So, you know, you're talking three or 400 bucks there, so it's not the end of the world, but uh, uh, you do need a little longer egg drain. So, um, it worked out well. I mean, we should, we should have uh, a nice, clean, dry, quick drying wetland that we could plant all of. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that like this bottom area down by, you know, down by the 
riser and stuff won't stay a little wet. That's, you know, fairly common. But for the most part, we're going to have a pretty clean wetland. Um, and looking at this, the top gate in these agadrains isn't always the very top. You can buy an extra one and kind of push the limits. But uh, let's say this is, let me get back to red. From here to here is five feet. We're looking to get to that four feet number, which puts our gates there. So that water level is going to be right there. So all that's going to be water. This riser is going to be underwater, um, all that. So uh, it worked out good. Uh, that is, um, I think, about it on the wetland. See what other pictures we have here. Uh, I did take a picture of the truck because we do like to make these, the tops of these. You know, the wider the better. We like to make them at least eight. Uh, one, you can drive over them easier. Uh, secondly, the, the wider they are, the less um, the less likelihood it is of like, you know, muskrats or whatever kind of digging through them. And you would think that like, hey, this isn't a lake. You're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. They still find it and they, they freaking love wetlands. So they make little huts out of all the corn and millet. So um, it is a is a common challenge that we have to deal with muskrats and whatever digging holes. And what happens is they dig, you know, little holes here and then it collapses. Or they dig a little hole to try to get through. Um, and, you know, if they make it all the way across, what happens is you have like little water shooting through the other side. So the wider you make it, uh, the less you have to deal with that. So snapped a picture of that as well. This picture looks odd. It's actually a, um, a pano picture. So it, it's not really curved in real life, but it was the only way that I could get in the entire wetland. So it uh, just kind of gives you an idea of the scope of how big it is. You know, you're looking at somewhere like this. We'll find out how big it is, but my guess is it's four to five acres. Um, another picture of the levee. This, I believe this one's from the north looking south. Um, this isn't the best picture, but um, the one thing that we did have to deal with, if you remember, I should have had an old picture, but there was actually another levee. It was a tiered levee system um, before just to like, uh, you know, to, to drain and, and stop, you know, erosion. So there used to be, let's use yellow, a levee right here. This actually riser is not the main one. There's another riser way back there. So there was this levee here. And what we ended up doing is just pushing that levee out to flatten it. Those are pretty bad drawings as well. Um, but we, we took the levee that was, it was probably about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way uh, up the wetland from the main levee. So it was just kind of in a weird position. There wouldn't have been much water on the other side of it. So uh, we just kind of flattened that out. And I think we, we actually took some of it down to the area by the main riser in Agadrain. Um, just so that wasn't quite as deep. You know, when you get into that four or five foot of water, it's fine. But, you know, your, your corn's underwater. Um, it actually creates sometimes open water, um, which can be kind of tricky if you only have one open shooting hole in an entire wetland, which is, which is cool because it kind of forces them there. A lot of times if there's a, an accidental second open hole where the riser is, just due to the depth, um, you lose a lot of birds landing over there and it can be uh, extremely frustrating. So um, we pushed as much of that dirt from that second tier levee all the way back to the uh, first levee to make that depth a little shallower. So um, you can kind of see already here, if you look, there's some beans right here. 
So we already knew kind of where, well, here's a flag, where the water level is going to be. So um, this will be row crops. Everything inside of here will be wetland. So if you look at that, you know, all this, it's hard to even see. All this stuff is going to be water that we're looking at here. And again, it will be somewhere in that uh, zero to four foot depth. It will probably average around uh, two feet is the goal. So uh, that is it on the wetland. Um, we'll probably circle back in, well, I don't even know. I think we're leaning towards a duck blind instead of a uh, goose bit, like a submerged goose bit. Um, kind of just because of the timing of this, it's hard to, if you're going to do one of those Bradley blinds, you need to get it in very early so the dirt settles around it, or they tend to kind of pop up. Um, you know, when you fill the wetland, which can be extremely annoying because it kind of ruins your season for that particular wetland. So um, we're either going to build one on stilt out in the middle. Um, we're also talking with one of our friends, Chris Long, about making a, um, a steel uh, duck blind on skids uh, so we can kind of move around. So the next few episodes on the wetland, you know, we'll plant it here shortly, um, spray it, fertilize it. And then, well, as soon as we decide what to do on the blind and the whole location, We'll come back and update you on, on what we decided there. So, but that is it on the wetland. Um, we'll probably move on to the lake project next. Um, I also, when I was there, just some pictures. The sunflowers came up good. We'll probably need to spray those here shortly. Um, but they're all popping up. The um, beans, uh, which we planted after the corn, was all coming up good. That looks good. The corn is all good. So everything out there looks great. Um, is going. Um, as planned on schedule, which is um, always refreshing. So uh, that is it for episode three of the development of Ryan and I's property. And I'll be back at you guys, um, you know, when, the next time that I come out there and there's a, um, an update significant enough to kind of um, have an episode on it. So thanks for listening. <laughs>